0: Hey there, and welcome to the One Church podcast. This message was recorded live at one of our services. If you'd like to know more about life at One Church, visit us online at weareone.church or check us out on social media. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. So good to be with you this morning, Church. Happy Easter. Um. Just uh, can you give me a show of hands if you've been to the cinema in 2023? Who's been? Oh, there's a few of you. I wasn't sure if it was like something we didn't do anymore, like post-COVID. Obviously, just something we don't do as parents anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Any parents of young kids been to the cinema this year? You've been to the cinema, have you? No, your wife. Your wife's saying no. <laughs> You're just being super engaged, aren't you? Um, are there, any, are there any good films out at the moment? Andy, Andy, there's a good, what's, the, what's a good film? John Wick 4. Yes, very holy, that film, I've heard. Wholesome family film. Is that what you saw as well? Yeah, good. May have loved it, is what I hear. I love it. Ah, have you, um, have you ever had, like, the ending of a story or a book or a movie spoiled by someone? Yeah. Have you ever had an ending spoiled by someone? Um, I was quite late to uh, the Star Wars craze. Um, When I say quite late, I finished the original trilogy in January. So really very late. And um, and I'm enjoying it to be honest. I've not gone with like the newest ones just yet. I, I finished the original trilogy, then watched the first like 10 minutes of the whatever the latest ones are. There's a lot, isn't there? Um, and it, it didn't float my boat. But the the original six like they they're a good. That's a solid six films, right? And, um, and I was quite late to the trilogy and um, when I'm watching a film, I like to sort of have a little bit of a Google of the actors and the actresses, find out what they've played in, um, find out, you know, a bit about their, their lives, how do they get interacting. And I just, that's the sort of thing I do while I'm watching a film. And, um, and I was watching uh, last year the, uh, the chronologically third film, which is actually the sixth film released. Um, Revenge of the Sith, I think it's called. Yes, getting some nods, thank you. And um, and I was watching Revenge of the Sith, and I was enjoying like my investment into Star Wars. Like when you're a parent, getting time on your own to watch TV is a real rarity, right? And so I'd invested quite a lot of my time into getting uh, a bit of Star Wars into my life. You know, by uh, by Revenge of the Sith, the third film, I'm like you know eight nine hours into my Star Wars. Uh, career, we'll go with, and, um, and I was enjoying it, you know, and I'm, I'm enjoying the plot twists and the turns, and, uh, and you know, like, the first time you watch something, it's special, right, because you don't know what's coming, and so you enjoy the jokes a little bit more, you enjoy the twists and turns, you're not sure quite where the story's going to go, and so I'm halfway through the third film, and I'm, I'm in love with Anakin Skywalker, I mean, what a guy, this guy has the power, he's got the force, he's the Jedi, he's winning all the battles, I'm like, Anakin is my guy, like, I'm loving a bit of Anakin, and so I'm like, oh, I wonder what else this actor's played in and if there's anything else I can, I can look at. And I've, I've, got to like, I've got to make this clear, I really didn't understand much about Star Wars at this time. So I've invested a lot of my time into the film franchise. I'm enjoying watching Star Wars, but I don't know that much about it, okay? And I was like, oh, just Google a bit of Anakin. Partway through the film, I know no choice, what's coming? So I, I just Google, all I did is Googled Anakin Skywalker, and what Google produced was Darth Vader, I'm like, what? No, 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 no. no. Darth Vader is a completely different character in this Star Wars franchise. But he's not. Anakin is Darth Vader. I was livid with myself. I was livid with Google. I didn't know what to think anymore. And it's one of those, like, what can I be angry at? I couldn't be angry at my wife. I couldn't be angry at my kids. I've spent so much of my time trying to get away from them to enjoy this franchise. The ending's been completely ruined. I know. It's, a, it's, a, it's a shocking I have recovered from it, quite frankly. I don't know if I have recovered. No, it doesn't. I'm, you know, I've boycotted Google since then. Very upset with Google. Um, there's not many other alternatives, unfortunately. So I um, don't know how long that will last. But it's, there's nothing worse than the Bing, did you say? Shout out to Bing. The, the, the thing that shocks me about Bing or, or impresses me about Bing is uh, how, how, how good it does at giving you all the information apart from what you've asked for. It's like, here is all the information available on the internet apart from the answer to your question. Sorry, just getting Bing off my chest. <laughs> you're heckle me with Bing, Troy. <laughs> it's therapy. Nothing worse than a spoiler to a good film or a good movie. Nothing worse than someone coming up to you and saying, oh, that character's going to pass away, or that character's actually evil, or that one's going to double cross you. Nothing worse than a spoiler when you're watching a good film or good movie, especially when you're like three movies into a new franchise, uh, which I experienced last year. But, this got me thinking, but, like, how good would it be if sometimes we could get, like, a spoiler for life? How good it would be if we could get a spoiler for life? So, like, you, um, you're applying for a job, but you already know whether you're going to get it or not. Because, like, a job application's a long, that's a long process. You've got to write your CV, write your letter, do the, do the interview, maybe one, two, three interviews. How good would it be if you could get a spoiler for the job interview before you got there? So, you knew whether this was somewhere you should invest your time. Or... If you're going on a first date, how good would it be to get a spoiler in that moment as to whether this is going to be something worthy of investing your time into? Like, How good would a spoiler be in that moment? Or if you're going to to do the lottery and you could know what numbers were going to come up before they were pulled, how good would a spoiler be in that moment so you could know what was coming? Me and Ames, um, we moved house two years ago like middle of lockdown and um, Ames is pregnant and we're like, we need some more space so we're going to sell our house and buy a new house. And um, if you've ever tried to buy a house before, you know it's like the most stressful thing you can possibly do. And then what we did is we added trying to sell a house to it. So good luck Troy and Lisa who are going to do this this year. Like that just makes it even more complicated because you're trying to sell a house and buy a house at the same time. And then we're in a global pandemic and Ames was heavily pregnant. Like put it all together and it's like, I just wish we knew how this was going to end. Like are we actually going to be able to fulfill this transaction. Like the the estate agents weren't responding. The solicitors are just useless. Sorry if you're a solicitor, right? The buyers are getting frustrated. We're getting frustrated. We've got a baby on the way. I just wish I knew, I just wish I had a spoiler in that moment. Is this worthy of investing my time? How good would it be to have a spoiler for life? Or if we're talking about maybe some more serious examples, if you've, if you've got like an illness in your family, how good would it be to get a spoiler in that scenario, in that moment to know like how will this situation end? Or if in this season of life you're really battling with like anxiety, how good would it be to get a spoiler to find out like will anxiety stay with me into the next season or is this something I can overcome in a moment or insecurity or fear or loneliness How good would it be to get a spoiler in those things to know, hey, am I going to have to carry this for my whole life or will I overcome these things one day? How good would a spoiler be for those sorts of situations? If only we could get a spoiler for that. If only we could get a spoiler for that. We're going to read Dr. Luke's account of the, the death and resurrection of Jesus. And um, Dr. Luke, uh, he was a doctor who turned journalist because he heard sort of second, third, fourth, fifth hand, the stories of Jesus. And he thought, you know what, if this guy's for real, I need to find out for myself. So he went round the places Jesus went and got like the first hand accounts of what happened when Jesus was alive. And he wrote it all down in a book for us to read. That book is Luke. And in Luke chapter 23, it says uh, from verse 44, This is the story of the death and resurrection. It was now about noon and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon for the sun stopped shining. And the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. Then a bit later on after his body was placed in the tomb from chapter 24. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee, the Son of Man must be delivered over to the hands of sinners, be crucified, and on the third day be raised again. Then they remembered his words. I always find it funny when I'm reading this account. Like, the disciples are so shocked that Jesus rose from the dead, aren't they? Like He's given them like, a million spoilers in the run-up to his death, and they're still surprised when the tomb is empty. Like They're still not expecting it. And that's the, that's the Easter story. That's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. That's part of what we celebrate today. Um, but I think so often the stories, especially in the Bible, like they, they can maybe lose a bit of significance in our lives because we see them as something that happened 2,000 years ago. or We sometimes see them as, as fiction rather than fact. And so often we can forget the importance of those stories in our lives. And so to remind us of the impact of this, um, I want to read something that Paul wrote uh, to the church in Rome a few years after Jesus' resurrection. And, and Paul, trying to explain what happened in this story, says, for the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So what's Paul, what Paul is saying is that pre-Jesus, pre-Jesus, we were living in a state of death. Now, obviously, they weren't actually dead. They were somewhat alive, but their spirit was dead. They they weren't experiencing the fullness of life. They weren't experiencing everything life had to offer. Because the wages of sin, the the way they've been living, the mistakes they've been made, the way they were born into this world, the wages for that, the payment for that was their own death. But then Jesus came along. And Jesus, being the perfect sacrifice, having done no wrong, paid the price for our sins and our mistakes and our misgivings and the things that we mess up, and not just ours, but for all of mankind, because he was the perfect sacrifice. And so that's why Paul writes that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the gift that God gives us at Easter. And I just want to focus on two words in that verse. The two words are eternal life. Eternal life. Are you ready to learn a little bit of Greek? Yeah, come on. Going to learn some Greek. So uh, you're going to try and repeat after me. Ready? Two words in Greek. The the English words of eternal life. The first word is. Make sure I get my pronunciation right. (laughs) Otherwise, this would be very upsetting. The first word is Ionius. So after me, Ionius. One, two, three. Ionius. That's beautiful. That is. Excellent, Letty. Well done. Ionius. And the second word, life, is zoe. A bit easier. One, two, three. Zoe. That is the Greek word uh, eternal life. That's what the words are in Greek. Um, And zoe, that's like a a relatively easy term for us to understand in English. It means life, but it it means more than just like being alive, because you can be alive without zoe. You can be alive without the life this is talking about. Uh, And if we're translating zoe, it means the absolute fullness. Like without lack, without compromise, not missing anything, the absolute fullness of life. This is the gift that Jesus gave us when he died on the cross. The absolute fullness of life. That's zoe, absolute fullness. And then this beautiful word, Ionius, Ionius means eternal. And I think so often in life we see eternal as never ending. So it's something that has no end. It will just continue forever. But the beautiful meaning behind this word isn't just no ending, but it has no beginning either. Eternal just exists. And so when Jesus gives us eternal life, it's not something that will start maybe when we die. It's not something that starts when our bodies pass away. It's not something that starts at some random point in the future. Eternal life can start right now. It's not waiting for us at some point in the future. It can start right now. Ionius, Zoe. It's the same phrase that's used when um, Jesus, when John writes and he says that for God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son, so whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Ionius, Zoe. It's the same phrasing that's used. Something with no beginning, no ending. The full measure, not lacking anything. And so this is the beauty of the res- resurrection. And I think if we can capture this, it will change just about everything about our lives, is that we don't have to live in lack anymore. We don't have to live half-heartedly. Yeah. We don't have to live accepting some things or compromising in some areas. We don't have to live accepting the fact that we grew up with anxiety, so we're going to probably battle with anxiety forever. We don't have to live, up with, the, we don't have to live with the fact that um, maybe we, we've faced depression in our past, so we're probably going to carry depression with us all the way through life. We've got this sickness with us since childhood, so we're going to have to probably carry the sickness with us all the way till the grave. Why? Because Jesus gave us access to Ionius Zoe, everlasting life from this moment onwards. That's the gift that's given to us. And so if there is an area of your life where you would define or see some lack, where your measure is not full, where you don't have absolute fullness, like through the power that rose Christ from the grave that lives in us. And we have access to Ionius Zoe right here, right now. The full measure, not for some point in the future, not for when we pass away, not for the grave, but for right now. We can live that resurrected life right in this moment. (laughs) Ionius Zoe. And, uh, what this can look like for us on a Monday morning or a Tuesday morning is, is actually quite simple. See, um, I, had a, I had a job interview last week, I know, and, um, and like job interviews generally um, aren't pleasant, are they? Like that's not like, a, oh yes, I can have another job interview, come on, let's go. Like they're, they're often scenarios which are like steeped in anxiety, possibly fear, Possibly insecurity, definitely uncertainty. And um, that's what a job interview is often associated with. And, um, and living this, this full life, living with Ionia Zoe, doesn't mean that you immediately get every single job you apply for. Like that's, not, that's not what this gives us. That's not what Jesus gives us access to. But what he does do, I believe, is it means that you can go into a scenario that's often laced with anxiety or uncertainty or fear or insecurity. And you can be in that situation with like complete peace, complete confidence in who God made you to be, complete expectation that no matter the outcome, you are going to be okay. And so it meant I could go into a scenario that's often laced with fear and uncertainty and anxiety, and, and I could be at complete peace in that. It meant that I could go into an interview where they're going to ask me some tough questions. And although, yes, I was a little bit sweaty, I was confident in who God made me. I was confident in giving the answers. I could speak from a place of confidence because of who God has made me to be. Living out this peace that God's given me. Why? Because he's got, given me access to Ionius Zoe. Not something for a future state, not something for tomorrow, but something I can live in in this moment today. Ionius Zoe. It also helps that I got the job. So that's nice, isn't it? could have just left that there. <laughs> I thought if I didn't say you're just going to assume I didn't get it and then you'll come and commiserate me afterwards. <laughs> I know. Ionius Soe: Eternal, no beginning, no end. The full measure of life, what we have access for today because of Jesus. And um, we're going to close this service shortly. And uh, just as I was praying about what God wanted to do in this moment, I think there's two things. One, he wants to remind us of what we have access to. Because I think so often we can get used to the way life is for ourselves. We can get used to living with um, the pains of life, living with compromise, living in lack, because it's just the way it's always been. And I think this morning, God wanted to remind us that because of Jesus' sacrifice, it's not the way it has to be. We don't have to live compromising on certain areas of life. We don't have to live trying to find a way to cope with anxiety or insecurity or fear or loneliness. We can actually live a full measure of life today. We don't have to wait for some random point in the future to experience that, maybe when we're in heaven. No, 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 we can experience that today because Jesus has paid the price already. He's given us access already. The resurrection that happened 2,000 years ago was for today just as, as much as it was for then. We have access to that life today. And so, I don't know what you're living with in this season of life. I don't know what's going on in your family. I don't know what your story's like today. But I do know how your story can end. I do know what the spoiler for your life can be. I do know that the sickness your family might be dealing with doesn't have to end in death, but can end in life. I do know that the anxiety that you could be facing doesn't have to end in anxiety, but can end in peace. I do know that the fear you might be facing doesn't have to end in fear, but it can end in complete love. I do know that the insecurities you might be facing don't have to end in insecurity, but they can end in confidence. I do know that no matter what death you might be facing, and insert your own battle there, the story can end in life the ultimate spoiler because of the cross no matter what you're facing you have access to absolute fullness right here right now zoe eternal never ending never beginning by accepting jesus into your heart that is what you have access to will you stand with me church As I was preparing final preparations this morning, just felt God say that there's going to be someone in the room and it, it felt like as I was maybe listing some of the things we can face, like anxiety and fear and insecurity. Um, it's almost like you were playing bingo in your head and you were like, oh yeah, no, I've got that one. Oh yeah, no, yeah, I've got that one as well. Oh, oh yeah, no, that, that's also me. And, um, and I think sometimes when life feels like that, um it can be so hard to see like the light at the end of the tunnel because it's, it's not like you've just got you know one thing to overcome but actually for, for you it feels like there's so many things in life that you're battling with that you're facing with that you just can't quite overcome um that you've almost been playing bingo in your head as i've been speaking this morning of all the battles you're facing and the immediate reaction you've got is oh wow Maybe if someone just had one thing they were facing, they could overcome that. But for me, there's there's too much going on. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this message includes me because oh, Greg, Greg's not even listed. Five other things that's going on in my life right now, and um, I just just need to tell you that's a lie. It's just just not true in the slightest. Like you could be facing a billion things, and the resurrection's still there for you. You could be facing so many things. It's just a lie. And um, and so for you, I believe that there is a genuine resurrection for you this morning. You can hand that pain, that insecurity, that uncertainty over to God. And in its place, get perfect love who will break every chain that's holding you back. So that's what I believe is going to happen for you in this moment. But for anyone else, if there is an area of your life where you would uh, define there being a lack, or somewhere you've been living with compromise, I want to pray for you this morning. And I want to pray Zoe into you, full measure of life, so you don't need to live with compromise anymore. You don't need to live with sickness anymore. You don't need to live with pain anymore, that God's price has paid that already, so you can live with a full measure of life. So all I'm going to do is ask you to pop up a hand and I'm going to pray for you and the band are going to sing and I believe as we do that, God's going to do something supernatural in our lives. So if you need something this morning, if there's an area of lack where you're not experiencing the fullness of God, I'm going to ask you, to pop up a hand and ask God to come down and meet you where you are. I believe that as you do that, something special is going to happen in your heart and in your soul. That God will unlock something of his eternal life in you. That God will move in a fresh way this morning. Jesus, you know what we need before we need it. Jesus, you know where the lack is in our life, you know where the compromise is in our life, Lord. So right now, Lord, I pray no matter what the lack is, no matter what the need is, no matter what the sickness is, Lord, that you would move in this moment, Lord you would pour out a fresh, Lord, your everlasting life on us, Lord, you would give us a fresh revelation of walking in your everlasting life, Lord, not living in compromise, not living in insecurity and uncertainty and fear, Lord Jesus, but because of your resurrected power, Lord, we will experience the full measure of life, Lord, no holes barred, no compromise, Lord Jesus, You would come down, your love would overflow, Lord, change our hearts, Lord, and do a resurrection in us this morning, Lord, just like you did 2,000 years ago, Lord, and everybody says Amen.